Welcome to my corner where things are a little strange, creepy, and funny. All curious cats are welcome to join me on today's adventure. My name is Kat, and if you're ready, take my hand and let's begin. A few weeks ago, I finished watching the first season of the Chucky TV series. It was a great show, by the way, and I highly recommend that you check it out, especially if you're a Chucky fan and haven't seen it yet. You're going to love all the Easter eggs from the previous movies, and you're even probably going to fall in love with some of the new characters that we're introduced to. This is actually the inspiration for today's episode. Now, let me start by telling you that Chucky and I have a complicated relationship. Why complicated, you ask? Well, you see, at the tender age of three, I watched my very first Chucky movie. I know it was, it was young, yes, and I thank my family for it. Some of you may not believe that I was that young, but unfortunately this shit was etched into my mind and is one of my first memories. Needless to say, I was fucking terrified. And you see my friends this is where my trauma began on that beautiful day i recall my family sitting in the living room and watching child's play don't let me lie to you because i don't remember which one it was specifically but it was a year of our lord 1990 Mm, i would say two or three (laughs) and as i said before my beautiful family we're all gathered in the living room. I believe my cousins from New and uncle from New York were visiting. And let me just say, these motherfuckers were having the time of their lives laughing as I was wincing on the couch about to have a damn heart attack. Maybe they thought I was too young to focus on the movie or that I wouldn't remember. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking or why they thought it was a good idea for or why they thought it was a good idea for me to be in the room while they were watching it. But it happened. <laughs> Indeed it did. Just like that, my cherry was popped. It was my very first horror movie, and my life would never be the same. If you know anything about me, you know that I love psychological thrillers and horror movies. So thank you, Chucky, I guess. I love you, and I hate you. Anyways, I believe that very night it began. That fucking laugh and freakish image of Chucky running began to haunt me. So much so, I had a doll that looked very similar to Chucky. I think it was dressed in overalls and was also a ginger. Well, that wasn't the only reason why it began to scare me. Can you guess why it was even scarier to me? Well, one of his eyes was fucked up. I don't remember how or why or if it was missing or just not properly working, but shit. I never felt safe around that after watching the movie again. I remember crying about it and my grandma and uncle thinking it was funny. I love my family to death, but you know, you guys are assholes. (laughs) As am I, so it's okay, I can say it. Anyways, I insisted. Uh, that they get rid of it. I did not rest until it disappeared. Eventually it did. 
I don't know how long it took for them to do it. It was. It probably wasn't long before they did, but in my mind, that shit took forever. Even after it was gone, I still believe that Chucky would come and get me any day, at any moment, at any time. We lived in a two-bedroom apartment in West New York. I just accepted my fate very shortly after. And in my little mind, I could only think about how my grandma slept alone in her room. And if Chucky got in, she would die alone. So I would leave my room where my mother and my brother were fast asleep. And I would run my little heart out to my grandma's room. Trust me. I truly felt like I was running a damn marathon with my short little legs in the darkness of the night. Uh, I was probably about the size of Chucky myself at the time. So props to you, Chucky, because sprinting at that size is tough. When I tell you that I would haul ass from my mom's room to my grandma's room as if my life depended on it without looking back, I'm not lying. When I would make it to my destination, I would jump into, onto my grandma's bed, get under the covers, and cling onto her as if it, I were saying my last goodbye. In my mind, I thought I was offending her, but really, she was. She would make me feel safe. So now, the kicker is, as an adult, the distance between my my mom's room and grandma's room is super small, but as a toddler, it felt like a mile. Through my eyes, the world around me was too big and scary. Quite frankly, Chucky was just a bonus scare in the world where I had no control over anything and everything was a mystery. Everything was uncertain. My grandma is now in her 80s and still recalls the sound of waking up to my tiny feet, hitting the cold floor, running into her room in the darkness as if I were a, a wild little pony. In the wilderness. After that, when I was a little older, my mom had a strange obsession with wanting to buy me a life-size Barbie for many years. I didn't waver. I always rejected her offer. I wanted nothing to do with large dolls after that. To top it all off, by the time I was eight, we moved from the city to the burbs. And tell me why my mom began collecting porcelain dolls. <laughs> yeah, the PTSD of it all. There's nothing worse than seeing one of those fucking dolls in the darkness. So you see, I have one older brother. And that's it. Just one. I don't know where he was during the, this time, but apparently none of this shit affected him or my older cousins that were over on that fateful day. I asked myself many times, who could I unload or share this trauma with? Being the youngest one in the family has its perks. It does. But the only problem is that the buck stops with you. There's no one you can turn around and do the things your older siblings do to you. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Like, there's no one you can boss around, or use the I'm older card, or the let's go have on a gaming console for Christmas. 
let's just combine our Christmas gift and get that. And we're gonna pick out all these games and they're gonna be so much fun. And when you finally do, guess what? You're not even ever allowed to play because your older sibling makes you watch. Maybe not your experience. Okay, well, how about the not having the first controller um, privilege ever? <laughs> and um, because I'm oldest, uh, yeah, I'm Mario and you're always Luigi. You know exactly what I mean. Luckily, I had a little cousin that was born six years after me and she would come to spend time with us in the summer. I'd like to introduce you to my beautiful little cousin, Denny, so she can tell you in her own words how I passed on this trauma. So I want to start off by saying thank you for ruining my childhood. I mean, I love you, but you ruined my childhood. You traumatized me so bad with this one story that I haven't been able to see, like to be around a doll or a teddy bear. Like I'm 26 now and I still don't trust being around a doll or a teddy bear, thanks to you. <laughs> I remember the story perfectly. The story was, there was once this little girl that had a doll, and she loved this doll very, very much. She did everything with this doll. And then there was one birthday where her parents got her a brand new doll. So she put the old doll up, up on a shelf, and she started doing everything with her new doll. And the old doll got jealous. So one night, the old doll that was up on the shelf came to life went to the kitchen, grabbed a knife, and killed her parents in their sleep, and then killed her. Oh my God. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, that night I couldn't sleep. I remember I had to fake a stomach ache because grandma had these uh, teddy bears up on a shelf, and I was convinced, convinced that they were going to kill me. So I had to fake a stomach ache, and <laughs> Grandma was up all night giving me Pepto Bismo and making me teas, and I was, I was like, nope, I'm not getting any better, cause there was no way I was gonna go to sleep that night. And ever since that day, I have not owned any teddy bears or dolls. So thank you. say but you're welcome you're welcome you're welcome after all of that you are probably telling yourself good thing chucky isn't real well speaking of haunted dolls there are two that I would like to bring to your attention. The first is Robert the Doll. Legend has it he was gifted to a little boy named Eugene Robert Otto by his family's servant. 
Some say the servant purposely hexed it as payback for the family's ill treatment. Regardless of whether this was the case or not, that gift would change the Otto family's lives forever, especially Eugene's. Robert would become his closest friend and most terrifying enemy. Just like in the child's play movies, Robert's mischievous ways started getting Eugene in trouble. He would wreck his room and terrorize him. But I'm sure that at the time, his parents probably didn't believe Eugene when he told them what Robert was doing. Most adults probably would just chalk it up to their badass little kid. Would you believe that it was a doll? Imagine hearing your child playing in his room and talking to, to himself and then listening to someone or something's response in a completely different voice. What would you do? What would you say? Allegedly, this is exactly what happened to Eugene and his parents. Ma'am, <laughs> I would grab my child and leave the whole house to the damn doll. I am not messing with it. <laughs> no, ma'am. The story doesn't stop there. Oh, no, it doesn't. Time went on, and as most of us do, we grow up and put away childish things. Eugene moved away, got married, and forgot about Robert. He was nothing more than a distant memory of his childhood. That is until his parents passed away and he moved back into his childhood home. Imagine how Robert felt sitting alone for all those years waiting to be picked up again by the child who once called him his friend. A child who would come back much later as a man. A marker of all the time that had passed. Robert continued to terrorize Eugene and his wife as well as all the guests that would come into the home and the children who would have the courage to look up at the window as they walked past the house, where they would see Robert gazing back at them with his soulless black eyes. Guests of the autos would allegedly hear him pacing back and forth upstairs and hear his devilish laughter. Allegedly, Eugene would repeatedly lock him in the attic at his wife's request, only to find him in a completely different room. People, the devil is a lie if you think I would have shared a house with that damn thing. Fuck out of here. I don't know how they did it. I really don't. Eventually, Eugene passed away. After passing on, the doll was again discovered by the new homeowner's daughter in the 1970s. Robert, Robert started his same old shenanigans and seemed to have a new target. The little girl. But this family wasn't having that shit though. Hell no. They eventually ended up giving Robert away. He now resides at East Martello Fort in Key West, Florida. If you dare to visit him, let me know how it goes. It is said that some guests and staff have seen him move or change facial expressions, all while sitting in his case. Also, if you dare to try to take a picture of him, 
it would be wise that you would ask his permission first. Actually, on second thought, don't tell me how it goes. If you're curious to see how he looks, just Google Robert the Doll and you'll see he's dressed in a little sailor outfit and he looks kind of decrepit and old. So I really hope you don't actually have nightmares tonight with him because I don't think that would be very pleasant. Next up, we have Annabelle the Doll. Most of you have probably seen the movies and are somewhat familiar with her. For those of you who have not, the real story begins when a young nurse receives a Raggedy Ann doll as a gift from her mother. First off, why would you think your grown-ass daughter wants a damn doll for her birthday? For what? Giving dolls as a gift should be banned. I don't know who started it, but based on these two stories, it should end. No thank you. Keep. You can keep your damn doll. Anyways, after receiving the doll and bringing it to her home, where she lived with another female roommate, the doll began moving on its own. They would leave her in one room, go to work, and find her in the next room upon their return. This is where I would throw the damn thing out the window. They would also come home to find written messages. Somehow, after all of these instances, they decided it would be a good idea to have a seance. This is where the spirit revealed its alleged name, Annabelle Higgins, which was supposed to be a harmless little girl that just wanted to the roommate's attention and love. They granted the spirit permission to possess the doll. After this, things got worse. So much worse that the roommates had a guest over one night. A man. Mm-hmm. He slept over, but woke up to the motherfucking doll at his feet, which then scurried on top of him and began to strangle him until he was unconscious. That would have been the last time I would have gone over if I were him. No amount of ass or platonic friendship is worth experiencing that. <laughs> no, man. No matter how good either is. It's not worth it. He was a much better and loyal friend than I than than I am because he had the audacity of continuing to come over and had other scary encounters with the doll. So all my friends listening out there, I may love you dearly, but know that my loyalty ends when the paranormal comes a knocking. Meaning if some scary shit happens to me at your house, don't ever invite me back. I will respectfully decline and block your ass for being that damn selfish that you would want me, you would want to put me in danger like that. Hell no. Also, if we happen to see some paranormal shit while we're out and about and you, ro you rode with me and don't beat me to the car, your behind is getting left. You heard it here first. 
I don't want you all complaining later saying that you did not see this coming. Now, after that PSA, let's get back to the story of Annabelle. After all of that, they decided to contact a priest who eventually invited Edward and Lorraine Warren to join him in exercising the apartment. Come to find out that it was no little girl inhabiting that doll. No, mm -mm. it was actually a demonic spirit that eventually wanted to actually jump into one of the, the girls as a, I guess, host body. They wanted to take their their body over. And eventually after the priest, Edward and Lorraine, uh, exercised their apartment, they took the doll with them. And until recently, Annabelle resided in a glass case, just like her buddy Robert, and was on display at the Warren's Occult Museum in Connecticut, which I think is now closed after COVID and everything. But if it were ever reopened, you would never catch me there. Hell no, cat won't go. So no one invite me, please. Thank you. But if you are brave enough to go, if it, if it ever does reopen, my suggestion to you is to be very respectful. Just because Annabelle sits behind a glass case doesn't mean that she can't spiritually reach through that and yoke you up if necessary. So just keep that in mind. So now, after all of that, I leave you with a few thoughts. One, don't ever accept the gifted doll because you don't know where it's been or what resides in it. Two, if you so happen not to listen to number one, make sure that you treat all of your dolls very well so they do not want to seek revenge on you and your family. And the moment you see it does, something strange, throw that bitch out the window, burn it, or call an exorcist. Three, I'm not loyal when it comes to the paranormal. Your ass will get left. Four. Chucky, fuck you for all the nightmares and terrors I've endured because of you. But to my listeners out there, check Chucky TV out and let me know your thoughts. That is all my Curious Corner has for you today. You have safely arrived back at the exit. It was a pleasure spending time with you today. Thank you for joining me on today's adventure. I hope you enjoyed it. Before you leave my Curious Corner, remember... I'll be here, ready to welcome you in next time. Stay safe and pleasant dreams. Love.
love always, Cat.